don't forget to uh uh when you guys get oh okay so we're live okay so you guys can feel free to uh share share uh share the live uh, greetings champion parents uh welcome back to mommy talk uh as always we are real relatable <laughs> so we have dr Pert. i am miss lisa and we have miss april hi and we are blessed today to have uh three additional and beautiful champion parents we have charlene ward hi we have uh, Kalitha Jones. Hello. And we have Yolanda Peoples. Hi. Yolanda, you know, I'm getting ready to say Yolanda Adams. I'm like, oh my God. Get <laughs> <laughs> I, got gospel, I got some gospel on my brain today. Uh, so, yeah, so we're blessed to have uh, these three uh, champion parents uh, here with us today. Um, this is our special uh, COVID-19 um, alert addition, um, because there are some things going on um, around our city, around our world. Uh, there's a lot of talk about sending kids back to school. In fact, there are schools that are already in session uh, for summer school. And um, we just have a simple question. Are you ready for your kids to go back to school? Uh, if we have any of our viewers uh, listening, please uh, feel free to post questions in the thread. We'll answer them the best we can. And uh, so first, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. We want to introduce our guests um, and allow them to say a few words about themselves and, you know, uh, where they are right now. So we're going to start with uh, Charlene Ward, if you could uh, give our viewers something to listen to. So I am uh, Charlene Ward. I am a, a proud parent of three wonderful children, uh, one of which just uh, graduated from Southeastern High School uh, out of DPS, whoop, whoop, whoop. And uh, I a junior that goes to Mercy High School. I also have a 23-year-old, but we don't talk about him. But no, <laughs> he, he, uh, he, he, he's grown, but he, he goes to Wayne State, he's a, he's a junior. Um, and he also just got a, a great new job uh, getting out the vote, getting out the progressive uh, vote. So I'm very excited for him. Okay. Kudos. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, oh. Well, is there something else to say? Oh, um, and um, I'm, a, I'm a parent advocate, of course. And um, I also um, work with. Uh, um, uh, data analysis and I'm um, a lab uh, technician. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, I'm Yolanda Peoples. I am a parent of a GPS student at King High School. He's a senior this year, will be graduating in 2021. I also have a daughter who graduated from DSA in 2013. She's currently working full-time out of my pocket. Yay! <laughs> Very happy about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm a parent advocate. I am a um, state employee. I'm a DPS graduate myself. So I'm, I'm very active in the school system. I'm the president of the PTA at King High School. And um, I have been actively involved with my children since they started DPS. Man. Where they go, I go. 
<laughs> champion parents. <laughs> well, okay. my name is Kalitha Jones and I have um, four children and I have two that graduated last year. Um, well, actually this year, um, I have 11th grader and I have a, a four-year-old who would have started preschool this year. Um, but due to everything that's going on, she won't be going. Um, I am a homemaker and I've been a homemaker for the last 20 years. Nice. She's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful artist as well. <laughs> wonderful photographer. Oh, nice. And, and arts and crafts. <laughs> she, she's wonderful that's nice beautiful so that look that's good look, here you go let me take note of that <laughs> <laughs> we'll be contacting you again <laughs> uh so yeah so um as you hear we have uh three uh champion parents and i just wanted to um just clear clarify what we mean by champion parents because we are all champion parents and um based on that our way is uh is a great way uh we're not going to try to fit in with other parents we are just going to uh just uh embrace uh the parents that we are um but also understand and it looks like hello mm -hmm. okay Okay, is it good? It looked like I was frozen. Yeah, you're for breathing a just yeah. a little, just a little. Can you guys? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you. We just freezing. I thought just a little. was doing a dance routine. Okay, because I thought everybody was doing a dance routine and didn't tell me about it. <laughs> so basically, a, a champion parent is a parent that uh, we know we not we're not perfect. Um, but we uh, work every day to do the best we can, and we continue to try. We can we we uh, in, reinvent ourselves all the time, you know, just trying to adapt to uh, what our children are are doing and and growing into and and all that good stuff, you know. Uh, so, uh, question: uh, We're talking about today again in COVID nineteen and a, a restart of schools prematurely. Uh, and so what are your concerns about uh, school starting uh, prematurely, basically? Well, I want to say that my concern is by my child being so young, um, her wearing a mask all day. That was one of the things that kind of alarmed me and their class size, because last year they had 10 kids in their class and it's the class is not big enough. Mm -hmm. So if you start to separating and yeah. making, and the school that she she would have gone to, it starts at pre-K all the way to eighth grade. So they have to separate all these students. So, and, you know, I have heard that um, them being the age that they are, they're not a, a huge concern about their health risks because of their age because it's affecting the older but my question was who say that my child is not asymptomatic who mm -hmm. say that that you know i don't want her to be that one that proves everybody wrong that she gets sick and then she brings it home to me 
So by me being a stay-at-home mom, you know, I've gone through that. I've gone through where my kid had a stomach bug and they brought it home from school and everybody in my house had a stomach bug. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, that's a, that's a big concern to me. And that's what, that's why I decided to homeschool her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, preschool is not mandatory. So I was like, it's pretty, you know, self-explanatory. You let them play, you do some, some educational things throughout the day. And I was like, this is not difficult because I've done it before with my other, my two oldest. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know, I wanted her to socialize. And that's the part I feel like she's missing because even if she went, they can't really socialize like a four-year-old would have. Right. So, and that's my huge concern is like, you know, how do you do that? How do you tell a four-year-old to wear a mask all day, even if they told them that they didn't have to wear it all day, but they're going to be touching each other. They're going to be yeah. playing with each other. Right. So, yeah. So my, my take is, you know, even, even for a high school student, it's going to be difficult to wear that mask all day. Mm. It's going to be difficult for them not to want to interact with their friends, with their classmates, with their, um, the usual day that they had prior to this pandemic, being able to touch each other, being able to play sports, being able to be in the same room with each other even. So now we're having to help them understand how to be safe and to rationalize why it's important to do these things, but it's still very difficult to do. I can't wear a mask all day right now. And Mm -hmm. as a survivor of COVID, somebody who has respiratory issues, it's even more difficult. And you know the amount of students who have asthma, which is a Mm. respiratory condition, consider that impact with wearing Mm -hmm. that mask all day. Yes. So to to me, my hot hot button right now is VD allowing the schools to open and how trying to have face-to-face summer school when they didn't do anything as far as industrial cleaning, as far as putting up barriers or protective um, conditions in the schools, they're not trying to um, isolate the children or like make the classroom smaller. They say there are only 2,000 students that were supposed to go face to face, but really only 500 or less showed up. Some of the bus drivers quit the same day that they were supposed to start. So as a bus is running through my neighborhood, um, I, I get up in the morning, every morning to see how many children are on the bus. I haven't seen any child on that bus. I don't know where this bus is going, but it's supposed to be going to a school. I'm assuming Remus Robinson, or, um, but, but my frustration is whatever his decision making was, it wasn't for the safety of our children. He did not consider that at all because there were no precautions taken as far as industrial cleaning, as far as plexiglass, as far as having the uh, mask available at the school, because every child that comes there is not going to come prepared to be safe. So we will provide masks every day. Every day. Two or three masks. Every day. They're not going to do that. They're not. And let me ask. Children don't even have to be tested to come into the school, just the teacher. And, I, and so I'm going to add to that, uh, Yolanda, um, because there was a situation, I'm not sure what school or what district uh, this situation 
again, but there was a screenshot that was going around where uh, the teacher had sent the student to the office to get more masks and they sent the child back uh, and they gave the child a hard time you know, about trying to get extra masks. And I'm like, wow, you know, this is only just the beginning, you know, right. um, and I had a situation where uh, I was helping uh, give out uh pass out materials. Uh, now I'm not doing summer school, but I was just volunteering my time and right. a parent that came to the door and didn't want to wear a mask. And I'm just like, wow, you know, and that left, that leaves you feeling vulnerable because you can't get aggressive with a parent. And there were no, you know, of course, no officers, you know, so right. it's just, you know, it just kind of makes, leaves you open to think like, wow, this is only the beginning. Right. Mm. So then if that, if that parent doesn't believe in wearing a mask, they're not going to endorse their child wearing one or, or support their child to wear one. And, and then the whole problem starts all over again. Yes. And so, you know, the, our, our young children, they are touchy feely. They share things. They're, they're sharing germs all day. How, how do we keep our babies that want touch, that need that touch for their growth, for their stimulation to not not impact each other like that mm -hmm. how, how do we how do we enforce that and keep them safe we have to keep them at home yeah we have to mm -hmm. we have to keep them home and and i just feel that the resources that they are using um all of the all this uh the resources for propaganda um uh, mm -hmm. for educating you know uh students to return to school all those those funds um and additional funds could be used towards uh, making sure that um, uh, food is, is in, uh, goes to every student's house. Uh, because, you know, I, I know one of the things that was, was raised was, you know, a lot of the uh, children um, in the district um, go to school for clean water, for, you know, to, to, to have those meals. Um, you know, just to be in uh, a heated building, a heated facility. Mm -hmm. And those, re we, we, during a pandemic, instead of getting uh, those students into the schools, we could redirect funds into uh, making sure that their home situation um, is more improved uh, where they could study at home. Okay, so uh, so that's actually going to be the the next question I was going to ask, but I want to remind um, our viewers uh, first of all, thank you uh, those out there. Thank you for chiming in. Uh, please, if you have any questions or concerns, um, put them in the live thread, and we will share them. And if you have questions, we'll try to answer you know to the best of our abilities. Um, please feel free to um, share. So, um, so yeah, Charlene, um, I definitely agree. And um, so that was, like I said, that was gonna be the next question. Um, so we know we have concerns uh, about, you know, this mask. Uh, we talked about touching our face, you know, uh, and the young ones touching their face and not thinking, well, we're grown. And I know I touch my face, you know, I'm, I'm probably a little more cognizant of it because of COVID. But um, I still, you know, I still have to, you know, I, I don't do that, you know. So um, that's a, we have the concern about touching our face or, or taking off the mask. You know, um, some of these masks, especially the ones that the young ones are getting, some of these aren't like really good to have on all day. You have some masks with the shield on the inside that that moves as you breathe. You know, those are uncomfortable. You know, I think the ones that kind of, what do you call like kind of protrude away from your, 
your face that has more of a cup-like feature. I think those may be a little mm -hmm. bit more safer. But let's be honest, uh, most of our kids are not going to have those masks. And I, I guarantee the ones that, that are given to the schools aren't going to be that way either. So anyway, uh, the question was, what do you uh, feel would be necessary to... Uh, to open schools, like what, what should be happening? I think we should um, see a, um, a leveling out of new cases mm -hmm. over at least a 21 day, 28 day period, just like they're saying nationally. Then you could consider how to go about cleaning the buildings, how to go about preparing the buildings, thinking about the class sizes. I gave a suggestion to Dr. Vitti when I um, told him uh, in, in great detail how, how disappointed I was in his decision to open the school. Here's this man who has a PhD, but he's not using any of it at all. He may as well have had a GED and just said, okay, we're going to open the schools because we need the kids to go. He didn't consider anything. <laughs> so in, in, this, in this letter to him, I pointed out I don't want to just be a parent who sits around and complains. I'm not from the B&M um, situation, the bitch and moan. I, I come with a solution. So if you want to send yeah. the kids back to school, first you got to have industrial cleaning all over the school. And then mm -hmm. consider how to Im impact, how to implement that daily. Because mm -hmm. as the children come and go, you still have to re-clean every day. Yeah. Just because I get a test last week, doesn't mean I can't contract the disease next week. Yeah. And no. I applaud you for, I'm sorry, I was going to say, I applaud you for writing, Vidi, and taking the initiative to, you know, even write and engage and give him, you know, oh, oh, feedback. Thank you. Yeah, all the time. He, he, he knows who I am because mm -hmm. I'm writing him all the time. <laughs> but, but my suggestion oh. for him at the high school level, you know, I, I can't really conceptualize how to do it for the younger children because they're so touchy-feely yeah and, but the older kids if we had two grades in the buildings Mondays and and Wednesdays and then two other grades so ninth and 10th Monday and, and Wednesday mm -hmm. 11th and 12th Tuesday and Thursday mm -hmm. and then at home on Friday so you get that you get that ability to separate the grades, make the smaller classrooms, because the building can be separated and broken down because you have less than half of the students in there. Mm -hmm. And let me reiterate that that, that 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 model that she just said would be after we see a, uh, a flattening of the curve. So after, we, yes, we after. are implementing that after the, 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 the curve goes, start going down. So yeah. having, having, adjusted, having an adjusted schedule like that would, would be meaningful after the, uh, the curve has gone down. So we always have to always iterate. And also, um, I wanted to, to say that Vidi, um, out of all the meetings that I've heard that he has been in, he still has yet to meet with the, um, the uh, Association of Black Doctors over at Wayne State that constantly are saying to him that uh, they need to meet with him. He is not, he, he may not understand um, the, the adverse and prolonged effects of uh, 
putting uh, kids back into school too soon during the pandemic. So yes. he has not met with them at all. No, he's, he's not. He's probably not going to. And I address, I also address that in my letter to him because I asked him, we're surrounded by medical professionals. How many of them did you even reach out to and talk to before making this decision? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're not an expert in the medical field. Right. And to me, he's not even an expert in the educational field because <laughs> of the decisions that he's making. He can't even put safety first. So why, why am I surrendering my child to him? Mm-hmm. Actually, I have this a question. Is, this, is when, this is when parents have to step in and say, wait a minute, I can't, yeah. I can't not support this. So my child is not going. I have a question. What's the purpose of the survey if none of your concerns on the survey is answered? Well, good question. (laughs) If if you if you think that you are the person who can answer every question and have a response that people will accept, why do you even have to consider what somebody else thinks? You go through the motions to put the survey out there to say, well, I provided the parents an opportunity. And I just responded to the ones that stated they wanted it. Because mm. he and didn't even address And I've been hearing that from, from different people uh, because there have, uh, there's been issues with a couple of surveys uh, coming from different districts. Um, where parents are saying that uh, where the information that's, that's being put out is different right. from what you're hearing a lot of parents uh, say. And this is the reason why, you know, Dr. Purdy and Ms. April and myself wanted to do this because we just, we want to get the tape like from different parents because, you know, you do have those parents out there. They work in these uh, dead end jobs and they're being threatened at their jobs and they, you know, they are, just drive you know they want to they want to have a lot of support at home and yeah. so they say okay i have to go to work my child yeah. is too young to stay at home by themselves they will be safe at school because they have you know the other adults there and I, I can't i can't concern myself about the covid right now because this is the situation we're in so i have to deal with that and that's a potential so, spread yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I don't, I don't know as a parent how to address that if you don't have a, a, a good sound support system at home so that you can make some different choices. Um, you know, lucky for me and my family, we have a, a good support system in place. Ooh, and, them people. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Hey, we do it. We do it for the peoples. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we, you know, my, my situation is very different. So I can take a stance to something else. Look, I can kind of know your parents, uh, Yolanda. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I have, I have a job that um, they threaten me, but I, I get sick leave and 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 um, vacation time that I can utilize. Yeah. So right. it, it gives me a little more flexibility than mm-hmm. a person who may be working a job that doesn't have that. Yeah. So I'm not pointing fingers at parents who feel like that's their only option. All yeah. I'm saying is to our schools, if 
you know there are parents out there that are going to require this service, then you better be on your P's and Q's and get those buildings clean and come up with a, a way to continue to do so if the children mm -hmm. are going to have to come there. Mm -hmm. yeah. But mine and is not going anywhere. Yeah, parents def definitely have to be more vocal. Um, I think that over the years, uh, especially being in education, uh, Dr. Pert and Ms. April, you know, we're, we're all educators as well as uh, parents. And I think over the years, we have all witnessed uh, just the different, the down uh, spiral of parents feeling um, the, the power of control uh, that they have. Um, and I to disconnect sometimes because of the when they come into the schools and maybe right. some treatment that they get to schools but you have some parents that say hold on you know I know what my rights are but you have some right. people shy away you know because mm -hmm. we have the, that community involvement in the schools like we used to but I see it uh, slowly coming back and um, so again you know we have uh, parents have to understand the power that they have that they have a voice right. Um, you know, you have to, you got to stand up and believe me when you stand up some, believe me, somebody else is going to stand with you. You, you know, right. you have to be the one that light that fire, you right. know, and I like what you said, Yolanda about, cause we definitely don't want to, we don't want to shame parents, um, that, right. that they had to do certain things, but that's something, you know, to think about in the future, you know, being able to have that support for those who have no support, you know, about this uh this village mm -hmm. and you know the school the school is supposed to be our um partner mm -hmm. yeah. so i'm when i say stand up for your children i don't mean beat down on the school system. that's right i don't mean beat down on the teachers what i mean is partner with them yeah. if, if this is a partnership that you want to grow and your children are going to stay at this school then they have your children all day yeah you need to know who's right coming in moment. and out of that building yeah. you yeah. need to know what the process is to get stuff done you need to yes. be a part of it and you yeah. can't do that when you're trying to fight them for <laughs> you know stuff that is not as important as making sure that they're safe and they're getting an education absolutely so well, i have a i also have a question um well um not necessarily a question but um, it, it is a, a happening. I just wanted to comment on an, a happening um, okay. uh, that I've been observing among um, a lot of uh, my friends um, are also educators. And um, I've had to, they've asked me to be a witness for the updates uh, on their wheels. Mm. They are being forced to go back to school and they are literally afraid for their lives. And on more than one occasion, they have asked me to be a witness on their wills. And so this is a whole nother um, level to the, uh, to the children returning to school that um, as parents, we also need to consider. And that is mm -hmm. the, well-being and the uh the mindset of the teachers that are being forced um to return to the classroom and that dynamic mm -hmm. and uh it, it was it, it's been it's been heartbreaking i've i've cried with them i have hugged virtually <laughs> you know mm -hmm. um 
but the, it is a it's a real consideration. It's with I'm, I'm telling you as much as um, I have uh, had uh, loved ones succumb to the uh, to the virus itself. It it really hit when uh, you have your friends, you know, preparing for uh, you know an onslaught of death. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm. There's so there's so much that's not it's known so much. about this, and and when things are not known, you have to prepare for the worst. You have you know, to of it. So, in 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 my in my perception, lack of preparation means that either you don't take this seriously, or you don't care about the health and welfare of the people that you're sending in these buildings. Right. You, that's Either the, way, it's you, not a good outcome. You have to come to that conclusion. And then the fact that you're you're having all these meetings virtually during Zoom, through Zoom or whatever uh, uh, app that's available means that you don't feel that it's that that it's um, uh, safe enough to even meet in right. person. So why, so why why would you have your why would you send children back to school all now, these, these children are supposed to go to D dps school i wonder is he going to send his children to summer school ladies so one of our uh champion parents that's listening now just wrote in and so they said i agree that we need to do something but every scenario won't work for all which is the land of the law everyone won't be happy i think it needs to be straight virtual for the first semester this time now should concentrate on training teachers more for online teaching usage of teams using different measures for all courses. What do you all think about that? And clarify uh, Teams, uh, Dr. Pert, because everyone doesn't use uh, Teams. Microsoft Teams, yeah. Oh, Teams yeah. is a virtual platform that Detroit Public Schools uh, Community District is currently using right now. Um, mm -hmm. And that's how students um, access their online curriculum via Teams. And that's how the teachers and staff and admin work right now via Teams. Yeah. Well, well, first, first of all, the students need to obtain or, or get hold of all their equipment. They still have not done that yet. There are students that are still picking up their um, devices. Right. Now, these devices are supposed to come loaded with six months of internet. So that will take us through December. So keeping the children at home mm -hmm. from now until then will be more than appropriate once everybody picks up their device but it's only based on count day so if your child was not in school count day for march 2020 they're not getting a device anyway wow <laughs> now let me ask you that is is that uh truly the case um like would they have have to been in um uh, would they have been in school um in, was that the determining factor? Uh, the that, that was the determining that, factor. When I talked right. to the person from the IT department, and it's on the website, the DCSCD okay. website, yes. 
the determining factor that because that's how the seniors were able to still get their tablets because, because if they were okay. in school during right. count day, then they can still get their tablets. Okay. It's based and, on the count our, day. They said our, that was the best way for them to determine. Yeah. Mm. Uh, in our PTA mm. meeting, the um, the principal at Timothy School expressly uh, said that. So he he made he made it a point to let us know that we needed to have our children there on count day in order to receive those tablets. Okay. I think as a champion parent, we all have what is called choice. I think that at the end of the day, we can make our own decisions when it comes to our children. If you're not happy with a certain school district, then you can take your child to attend another school district. I think that if we feel that one district is not taking it very, uh, the safety of our children seriously, then we have a choice. I think right now, as you ladies are saying, it's serious times right now. And I think that people really have to think about their situation and what what they feel most comfortable with doing that's what I truly feel and as a parent I know for me I'm not sending my child back to school just yet yeah. because I don't feel comfortable and at the end of the day that decision is not based on what a school district is saying it's based on me as a champion parent saying that hey if I, if I put my child back out into the world so soon and something was to happen to them I yeah. would never be able to forgive myself Yep. Right. Yep. So I want to, um, so I'm kind of going a little political here, just, just a tiny bit. Um, so we have, there's groups of people and, um, there's people. So when we talking about the mass, we have, there's groups of people that feel like their rights are being violated, you know, because they have to, wear, <laughs> because they have to wear masks. And I'm just trying to, I'm trying to understand, you know, um, and, the, and, and it kind of triggered that thought, uh, Dr. Purr, after uh, what you just said, because one of the arguments, the debates, one of the debates that I had was that um, COVID doesn't harm children. And we know, uh, based on recent studies, of course, is a lot does harm children. Um, but again, you have to think about not just the children, as you all pointed out earlier, it's not just the children, it's the, chil it's, it's, it's the children, but it's who they come in contact with. But I, I guess I'm trying to just get an understanding of why, you know, why the two different groups, or is it three different groups? It might be three different thought processes, but there's groups that feel, you know, different about the mass. So do you think that that's more political or do you think that's really uh, based on their... Uh -huh. Let 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 me let me chime into that uh, to answer Please that. Do. So um, we know we we know that um, uh, the president of the United States has uh, decided one way, and um, it's his his idiocy is has spread. What what I say to people that do not want to wear a mask. I said, I said to them, do you know how far a sneeze can travel? Mm. The, the longest distance a sneeze has traveled is 15 feet. Yeah. A good sneeze mm. can travel 15 feet, okay? Yeah. And that's well beyond the six feet that's been mandated uh, by the state of Michigan, yes. okay? Yeah. 
So when you tell me that you don't want to wear a mask and uh, you're, you're fine with, uh, uh, you know, sharing droplets, I say then everybody is the king of their household. Stay home. Right. When you go out, when you go out, you wear a mask because you're not the, you're not the king of all you survey outside. You're just the king of what you survey in your house. That's right. Yeah. So uh, that that's my take. I you know I I we have we as a country have moved so far away from uh, listening to uh, uh, scientists and and uh, the medical community on this issue, and that is the only reason why we have the the problem that. Uh, we have because it is systemic ignorance, systemic mm -hmm. ignorance of, of, of basic science. And um, to say that you don't want to wear a mask is extremely selfish. It is mm -hmm. the most selfish thing that you could ever do during a pandemic. Okay. And I, I want to take a look at it from this approach. So um, on next door, we had a couple of people talking about petitioning uh, Gretchen out of the uh, office. And, and I'm like, okay, I can listen to that because I don't like everything she's doing, but they want to petition her out of office because she has taken a stance to um, implement the emergency manager law. But these same groups of people said absolutely nothing when that emergency manager law was implemented on Detroit public schools for years. And the state right. of Michigan has, they still owe the Detroit public schools over $3 billion, you know? And everybody was okay with that. These same group of people that don't mm -hmm. want emergency management to step in and say, you gotta wear this mask, but it was okay for, the, the governor, to, the sitting governor, Granholm and Snyder to say, oh, we're going to go and take over Detroit public schools, even though it wasn't in bankruptcy or anything like that. It was no reason for them. It still could have been under local control, but they, they supported that decision. So mm -hmm. you can't have it both ways. Either it's you good can't. for the people or it's not good for the people. But and you can't this just choose when to right. use it, when to And this virus it. does not care about your feelings. It doesn't no. care about how, how you're feeling that day. If you feeling real healthy, doesn't really care about that. Is no. <laughs> If you are susceptible to getting it, you will get it, okay? Mm -hmm. And so um, the things that we put in place, like, um, uh, you know, wearing the mask, the social distancing, making sure that uh, you're not going into public places um, uh, as much as you normally would. Right. What you say? I right. And so those are those are some of the basic things um, that uh, those are some of the basic things that you could possibly do in a pandemic. And people are just not looking back at history. Um, yeah. The bubonic plague. You, uh, you, you know, uh, people were dying from pneumonia and all, you know, all these diseases, diseases that we don't consider uh, a lethal today were extremely lethal back in the day. And why, why is that? Oh, and no. that's because Me they no. use, yeah. exactly. 
and they they use science they use science to battle that and the fact that the president of the united states has a COVID task force is humiliating <laughs> it's humiliating because he does not follow anything the task force uh uh has laid out dr uh dr falsi is an eminent leader in uh, infectious diseases and he is being made to look like a fool. He is, it is upsetting. The majority of the people, I think majority of the people, the people with sanity uh, understands that um, Fauci is, uh, he's reliable. He's, uh, he has he's served been served every, every, uh, yes. yes, he has. And, head of infectious disease. He has served under every president since he has served, uh, been in his position. And the fact that he is being made to look like a fool is, is uh, first of all, is hurtful to mm -hmm. uh, to his family. Uh, his, he has a great, great family. And yeah. it, is, it is just, um, it's just a window into what that administration thinks, uh, thinks and feels about science and medicine yep so i just wanted to can i ask I, a question oh go ahead just a real quick question i just want to know so say for example they came out with a vaccination would you a vaccine would you all would you all let your children get it nope i wouldn't and and i'm telling you that's the vaccination they got a couple of companies who are competing and are actually testing people. That um, first, the first phase of the vaccine, I, I will not be, I will not be taking. I'll let, I'll, I'll let my, um, my non-colored brothers and sisters take that first. <laughs> we know, we, we know about history. We know about Tuskegee Project. Boys and we know about, yeah. we know about Henrietta Lacks. We know about. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know uh, uh, the experiments they would do. They would they would do on the homeless. Okay, so we know all about that, and so you're not gonna get me <laughs> with the with the first phase of the vaccine. I'll wait for phase two or three. Thank you very much. So let me give a quick <laughs> shout out to our. Uh, I just want to get a quick quick shout out to our uh, viewers, uh, champion parents and viewers. Again, thank you for your support. Uh, thank you for chiming in. And um, so Mr. Uh, is it Quee Hill? I hope I'm saying it right. He said he, he, uh, he's not doing it on the first round. I um, hear you, Mr. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I'm just giving a quick shout out to Ebony Powell, LaVette Renee, Nicole Davis, Nicole Corbin, uh, Juliana Free, Clinton Dunham. Uh, let's see, let's see. I hope I'm not. Rachia Barnes says, Ms. hey, Ms. Ms. Hey, Ms. Hey, Ms. Carr. That's one of our old students. Uh, let's see. Braxton was a DSA uh, teacher. You Ms. said Braxton who? Miss Braxton. Oh, hey, Miss Braxton. Yes, Miss <laughs> Braxton. And who did I miss? I hope I didn't miss anybody. Uh, yes. Yeah, so thank you all for. Uh, uh, he said uh, his babies. Uh, for yeah, or his babies for that matter. He he not doing it. Neither will his babies. Amen. We no. get. <laughs> um, so just quickly, first of all, I just want to thank everybody for uh, coming in. This is the first of many uh, conversations, and um, 
this will not just be a conversation. Uh, we are actually, you know, we actually have plans uh, behind this. Um, so I just asked, I, I, again, I just thank you for being here. So uh, do you have any uh, final thoughts uh, or final suggestions, you know, final feelings? Because y'all so fired up and full of energy. I love <laughs> our uh, viewers. So final, final thoughts, um, think, think about considering to send your children out in the, in the world once the curve has fallen for a consecutive amount of days. We can't just wait a week. We can't just wait two weeks. That's not enough. I would, I would say a month, you know, 28 days for me is like, okay, yeah, maybe we can step back out here and try this. Mm -hmm. But if there's no heavy industrial cleaning, I'm not talking about the regular maintenance and janitorial staff that were cleaning the buildings every day. I'm talking about suited up, getting those windows, getting those handles, those very common areas. If they're not doing that daily and, and in between, I mean all day, if the kids are on the break, you need to be cleaning. If they're in the classroom, you need to be cleaning the hallways, cleaning the lockers, going over everything. I mean, just really, really um, getting down to it. Then why, why send our children to it? Cause they're not gonna be safe. And, and putting on gloves, they're gonna touch their faces. They're going to touch their mm -hmm. eyes, their nose, their mouth. They're going to touch. They're going to touch their clothes. And so then when they come home, you're going to have to strip them at the door. Everything is going to have to come off when they're outside. You have to put it in the bag like they just went to a hazmat party. Mm -hmm. And, and who, who wants to do that? Right. So, so my take is, first of all, we need more parents to start speaking up against BD, sending our kids to summer school. They know it should go 100% virtual. 100% virtual through the fall and put some more stuff in place because because our schools are not ready hmm. and coming um uh uh I, my, my my uh last thought is um just listen to listen to reason and listen hmm. to your instinct we have to trust we have to trust our instincts especially when it comes to um our children um, we see the cases all over the United States are rising. Not only are they rising, but they are spiking and mm -hmm. there's be no end in sight. And because of that, just simply because of the, the, the increase, the, the extraordinary increase in uh, the cases of COVID, we need to keep our children safe and at home. You need to be safe. Um, wear masks, uh, social distance. If you can do more than six feet, okay? Stay, stay out of public places, okay? Um, just uh, practice your instincts. Practice your instincts. They are there for a reason, okay? Um, we have to, if, if we can all do this together, we will, we will see the curve drop again and stay that way okay mm -hmm. just let's all let's all listen listen to our instincts listen to reason well i my final word will be <laughs> you as parents i agree with yolanda you have to speak up you can't just sit by and hope that someone makes this, the decision for you 
and for your family. And they, <laughs> you have the voice and don't give your power to someone else. Mm-hmm. And you see that they're not answering your questions, that the answers that they're giving you does not meet up to what you want. You have to demand what you want. Now, if you're in a situation where you exactly. have to go to work, if you have to, you, this is your living, this is what you have to do, because I'm blessed. The Lord has blessed me to be able to stay at home with my children. Mm-hmm. And not everyone can say that. And since right. you're not that person that can say that, you have to speak up and say, wait a minute, this is not right. Mm-hmm. right. This is what I expect. And these surveys are being taken, masks handed out, temperatures taken, things like that. I understand no one's going to be happy. Everything right. you can't do, you can't say everything is going to make everybody happy. But you need to know that your voice is heard. Don't sit back and be like, well, I don't like this and sit in your, at your house and complain about it. You need to speak up. And if they have a way that they can have all the kids stay at home and do virtual and you have that ability to do that, then you should do it. You should have been planning that the day that they left school the first day. Right. You can't assume that, oh, everything is going to be fine. Oh, it's going to get hot. And then, oh, this is going to go away. Now, what if come December and it's just as bad as it is right now? Uh It's still in phase four, according to the governor. So, so what do you do? You complain, you, you just keep it to yourself. No, you have to talk to your family. That's the first thing I did with my girls. I talked to my kids and asked them what they, how do they feel? What do, what are they thinking about? Because I have to send my college kids out. I have to, cause they have online classes. Yes, they have in-person classes, but I take them to the store. I let them see, see this person's coming in the store. Like you said, wear your mask, but some people don't. Right. So you have to be that parent to teach your children because everybody's not going to do what's right. And you have to teach them right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank well, you. She's usually the quiet person. She's usually the quiet person. <laughs> this I COVID am. got her all amped up. This girl is She's always been a quiet threat. <laughs> And you don't, your voice is so calming and soothing. You like <laughs> yes. yes. Very powerful. Yes. I'm sorry, Dr. Perk. Can I I just want I know you about to wrap it up. I just want to um just quickly add um you all have been uh such an inspiration. Um I, I love you to pieces. Um, it's funny because I was thinking, I said Charlene and Yolanda. I was like, yeah. You know? <laughs> Yes, when I say these are like the, the, the parents advocates, the, the, the children advocates, uh, the good people advocates. <laughs> um, and when uh, Charlene told me about Kalitha, I didn't even ask any other questions. I was like, yeah, come on, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, just, I, I really appreciate uh, your your wisdom, like over the years, um, and and just even today, you know, um, everything that you said and the passion, and it's coming from a from a real place. 
you know, and, and um, Khalith, I love it, you know, uh, that, that uh, charge for parents to speak up and, you know, and not just, you know, we, we have to stop like just letting things happen. And that's, that's just been a whole, you know, 2020 has just been a, a eye awakening experience of how, or example of how over the years we like, well, yeah, you know how they are, you know, mm. this is what we do. And, but, you know, I, I love that we're coming together and we're saying not, you know, we're not doing this anymore. Um, it's time to make a change, you know, yeah. to stop, you know, uh, speaking of like, just real quickly with the schools and the things that's going on, should we open? And it's like, no, because we were already going through building and certain issues prior to this. This is just another, you know, uh, mm -hmm. um, issue that has come about. So we definitely do, parents, we do have to speak up. And I think it's important that we talk about this village. Um, you know, you're not the only parent who may not have support. So we have to figure out a way right. to start with each other and reach out yeah. to the next uh, parent who may not have support and y'all become a family together or something. Lisa and I, our kids were at Spain at the same time and, <laughs> and Charlene and I had kids at DSA. So if I couldn't get there, I know I could call them because they were right. picking their kids up too. So sometimes it's not your family. It's your family like, it's your village. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and That's you, right. I'm not saying throw your children off on anybody. You have to vet these people very well. Yeah. Don't yeah. just let your children go with anybody. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying yeah. is once you vet that person and you see the type of parent they are, if they think like you, their children are involved in things and they're busy and they're, they're, um, they're safe, then you can reach out and say, look, yeah. we think alike. Our children are in some of the same things. Can we work out a yes. plan? Can we work out a yeah. system? You know, but you know, don't just reach out to anybody, please. Right. And I'm looking at the faces here. And, and Kalitha, don't worry because your time may be coming. But I'm looking, <laughs> I say, everybody here has watched my children. <laughs> <laughs> everybody has had my children. So, I, you know, the village, I, I appreciate my village. I, you know. And we definitely, you all just, just quickly, we have to, we have to get out and vote. We have to vote. Um, the census window is still open. People are not yeah. completely censored yeah, because their thought is that, let me just finish this real quick. Cause the thought is that I don't want the government, government in my business. Guess what? The government in your business, you know, Already. Mm -hmm. go through this extra formality <laughs> to, give, to give you an excuse as to why your neighborhood can't get the resources that you need. So fill out your census so that you're, so you can help your community out. That's just, if you don't fill it out, that's just the government's excuse to not give your community what it needs. Cause you, cause right. they already have your business. Right. Okay, well, I just want to say thank you to our panel, Ms. Charlene, Ms. Kalitha, Ms. Yolanda, very powerful uh, women who just, you guys, thank you so much. Um, I'm sure our viewers and our listeners got something out of this uh, conversation. Um, thank you for tuning in to Mommy Talk. Continue to visit our website and social media um, platforms. Uh, remember to love on your children and make wise decisions. Next week, we will discuss understanding your own creativity with a local mom. Everybody, please keep safe and continue to wear your mask and follow the CDC guidelines.
Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Social distance.